up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And uh, we have a lot of show to give you today. We have a lot of audio clips that are going to be very interesting. Um, we're going to start off with the fires in Hawaii. Uh, those fires, there's some weird stuff going on with those fires. Not far different than the weird stuff that was going on with the fires in Ottawa. And then the weird stuff that was going on with the fires in Greece. Something else is going on here, and it's not climate change. But don't blame climate change, because we got to get the net zero, which means they got to control your money. They got to control your speech. You're not allowed to reject their offer. You have to accept it, because they are inspired by Lenin. They were inspired by communists, Marxists. But we are, we're, you know, in a conflict, a world conflict, and there's just too much crap going on, and nobody trusts anybody. Nobody trusts the World Economic Forum or the uh, climate agenda on the right or in the conservative realm, unless you're Paul Ryan or some pseudo-conservative in Congress in Washington like a Mitch McConnell who benefits greatly from the New World Order because of the uh, shipping company that his wife owns. Foremost Group is the name of the company. But, uh, you know, there's a lot going on here. Like, for example, Biden over the weekend was hanging out at the beach again and offering up something like $24 billion more billion to Ukraine. And meanwhile, you have a completely destroyed Maui. Tara Bull writes, look how Russia left Ukraine. And there's a picture. It looks like a war zone. It looks kind of odd. It doesn't even look like fire damage. Do they even have a fire department out there on an island where there's supposedly a hurricane with 
usually that comes with rain. And there's water galore. I mean, it's right by a waterfront, and it's all burnt to the crisp. They couldn't stick a pump and a hose and put out a fire? I mean, you don't need a fire truck when your ocean is about 10 feet from the fire. And people were suggesting that some of these neighborhoods are highly targeted. These are unprecedented things, is what I'm saying. We don't see this kind of thing. And not in the pattern of where this fire took place. Some people were claiming arson, and others were suggesting hurricane winds. And, 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 and not only that, but the hurricane missed the big island, but went toward the smaller island, the one that has more value to it. Like the land value is really expensive. But then certain houses weren't taken, like Oprah's house wasn't taken, but others were, I think, is what I read or heard. So I don't know, but uh, a lot of people are now saying it was an electrical grid fire. And even that, they're going to say, well, climate, you know, it's so hot. The temperature doesn't indicate that. So we're either failing on the job or we're, cause, we're, we're purely negligent. But they're trying to say that electrical power grid, well, is an electric, all electric vehicle society going to improve that? No. It's going to create more demand on the electrical grid. Why don't we just, you know, go back to natural gas and things like that for energy? Meanwhile, you know, uh, because of the uh, crackdown on fossil fuels, because of the Biden administration and his globalist agenda and his his uh, being a puppet to the uh, deep state, we're experiencing new inflation heading into the fall because gas prices are going up and everything is more expensive when that happens. So, yeah, I mean, we're giving money to Ukraine, but we're not building out our own infrastructure. And then these weird fires in Ottawa and Greece and and elsewhere and in Hawaii, and they're all using that like like they'll they'll be there'll be some transvestite shooter with a uh, manifesto shooting up some people, you know, some really mentally disturbed people, probably on puberty blockers, shooting up people. These Democrats that are never Trumpers, and they want to say it's some sort of a right-wing white supremacist until they realize, oh, this person votes Democrat 90% of the time, is a tranny, and uh, mentally disturbed, and wrote a manifesto that we're not allowed to see, like uh, one of the shootings. And, And then it throws their narrative off, but they want to go to gun control. So they indoctrinate a bunch of youth, mess up their heads. I mean, suicide rates right now are at a record high in the wake of COVID. And in, in, the, uh, in a time when people are sexually teaching our children sexual sexuality at a ridiculously young age, 
and 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 causing this gender dysphoria. We see it in the statistics. It's so much confusion going on with a developing child. It's sad. I can't even believe that this is happening in our country. And you know the weirdest thing is it's not happening in other countries. There are countries like like again, and you know like I think Italy is my favorite country really, but Leonora loves France and and uh you know we spent some time in France, right? So I can go to that from experience. And I can tell you that this stuff does not exist in France. They don't have time for this BS. And you know what I mean by BS. All right, let's take a listen to this guy. Now, he says the curse word. He says an F word twice. And I'm going to cut them out. It's at 24 seconds and 118 seconds. I'm going to mute it as soon as we get near that. Um, So I'm going to make sure that we don't violate our ears but uh this is quite interesting this this interview is quite interesting let's take a listen to this all right so this is a guy that's basically saying something else is going on here and he has experience let's take a listen i've been in the industry of people losing their homes uh, due to fire flood monster emergency services but i need you guys to hear me out you don't see what's going on. I feel something is bigger. I've been um, I've been on Maui the last nine years, and I know the geographical location and how everything works. There was no that a hurricane missed Big Island, went to Maui. There was no way and didn't flood them. Didn't give them you know crazy you know, other things, but it caused fires. It caused fires in not only on Maui, but it caused fires in the most precious parts of real estate in Maui. Lahaina Front Street is worth billions. The Hawaiians that have been holding out and the Kanaka have been holding out for years not wanting to sell their property in Lahaina due to these big million dollar companies. It is not a coincidence, I don't believe how in the most precious parts of Maui, Kula, Lahaina, and Kihei, that the locals that are standing strong and do not want to give up Oprah Winfrey's, that the Hawaiians are holding out on, that the fire was going to, the the Hawaiians and the Kanaka that was holding right there on Front Street. So, you know, basically what he's saying there is there's something going on with this property value the properties that were completely wiped out. And, you know, they did this too, I think, in California when they were um, having eminent domain land right issues and uh, people were holding out, not wanting to sell their land for a train system that was causing all kinds of red tape and battles in court and appeals and lawsuits and, and all kinds of things. So they just like burn it out and set it on fire. And one of the fires, one of the years, about five, seven years ago in California, the burn pattern was exactly in the path of the rail development design. And it just, you know, it just sort of is just way too convenient 
So these big companies that have been wanting to build real, you know, these huge developments, huge hotel chains and things that would, you know, generate billions of dollars. And these are companies that have BlackRock and Vanguard investments that they're, you know, and they want to build this. uh, What do they want to build? They want to build waterfront property. Huh. These are the same people that are pushing the climate scam. Why would they be so eager to develop these waterfront properties to the point where they would set it all on fire and murder people just in the name of greed? I mean, don't they, don't they know that Ocasio-Cortez told them that that land is going to be underwater in about a year? From when she said it, I guess she said 12 years, about eight years ago. So we've got four more years if she's right. She's never right. And neither is Al Gore and neither is John Kerry. But yet they're the ones flying private jets all around the world, lying to people, getting paid to lie to people, to push the climate scam propaganda because climate is all about denying manufacturing in the West so that uh, it's a mandate to do manufacturing in the East where the labor is cheap, where the slave labor exists, and that's exactly what's happening. It's about slave labor. It's about corporate profits and corporate greed. And the politicians that are advancing this are turning not only a blind eye to the arson that's causing it, or the weapons that are causing it, the heat-sinking weapons, or whatever it is. But it's beyond that. They're turning a blind eye to prosecution of election fraud. Again, George Soros figured it all out. He took all the money that was afforded him by the monopolies that he is a part of in the Black Rock World Economic Forum vanguard sphere of money laundering, Bill Gates is in on it too, and there's a lot of other oligarchs, and and they're in on it. And they take these monies that they get back from the government for doing the deeds, that they win because of their monopolies, and they reinvest it in election fraud. But they don't do election fraud first. What they do is they prop up a whole bunch of... Uh, a bunch of you know globalists like in Philadelphia they got Shapiro as the AG at the time of the election 2020 election now he's governor got a promotion you got Krasner as the DA where the election fraud was really taking place right and then you got Jim Kenney who's basically a puppet to the crime syndicate so you had Pennsylvania rigged to the hilt And it's not getting any better. And we're going to play an audio clip today that's going to prove an eyewitness, a Democrat, registered Democrat eyewitness. We're going to hear from him today. So, you know, this is how it's, and this is the stuff we've been saying every single day. Listen to this guy. People here are suffering. There's not enough supplies. There's not enough food. There's not enough water. There's not enough this gas. This is still Hawaii. There's not enough propane. There's nothing here. 
there are people that are trying to bring all of these things in right now currently as we speak about two minutes ago somebody just told me that they got turned away regardless if they were a resident of Lahaina regardless if they're a resident of Honokohau Valley which I am from and even people that live in Kahakuloa which is closest to a lot of these roadblocks are having a hard time even getting to their own homes now the question is and, and this is sim something similar that's been happening at Honolulu Bay rec this, this recent time when we had the means to save and protect and prevent a catastrophe from happening, the public did, but our state and our federal government, like the Coast Guard, they denied us access to go and help. Wow, that's crazy. Why would they do that? How people are trying to bring in supplies such as water, food, and gas, and they are being turned away. The military is turning away people from helping. And he was talking about this on his page. Now, if we take it a step further, the governor was asked, why didn't the system go off when the fires were happening? And he was basically saying it must have been a malfunction. But what's interesting is a person commented, the siren sounds went off when there was no tsunami, but the sound when an actual burning fire disaster, it doesn't occur. What's also interesting about the governor... Now, I've been to Hawaii. They have tsunami sirens all over Hawaii. They're, they're kind of interesting. They look, they look different. They, uh, they have this like sonic uh, system to it, really loud. And they go off when there's a tsunami uh, uh, warning, and uh, they're quite loud. And they're all over the place. It's just a way of life out there was he passed this executive order just before this in July, which could take away the land from the people based on if they need to rezone. There's also a lady who has mentioned... Okay, let's listen to that again. The person commented, the siren sounds went off when there was no tsunami, but the sound when an actual burning fire disaster, it doesn't occur. What's also interesting about the governor was he passed this executive order just before this in July, which could take away the land from the people based on if they need to rezone. There's also a lady who has mentioned how the Red Cross has had hundreds of millions of donations from all these celebrities, but they don't have any security and they're having to move the people out who have lost everything. So then we look at this lady's work and we can see that this looks like a land grab. If all of these politicians and celebrities really cared, why aren't they talking about this legislation? This legislation was something that was proposed on January. Let me, let me read this legislation. It's the Maui News. Next phase of the villages of La Jolla, La Lai, I, I can't really pronounce it, but housing project calls for 250 units, DHHL, proposing $75 million housing project on 51 acres located in Mawuka of Lahaina and Civic Center. 5th of 2023, of 51 acres in the same area of the fire would be turned into a housing project. Interesting. Now what's also interesting is this follows the Agenda 2030 planned as well. So we really have to ask, was this just what the media reported or something planned? I've been in the industry of people losing their homes. Um, yeah, we've heard this guy. And... Um, yeah, no, that we, we, we heard this guy this clip already. But you know, something else is going on here. This this is what I'm saying. And this is the um this is a good analysis too, from the mouth of the governor of Hawaii. Let's take a listen. Take a real close listen to what the governor of Hawaii had to say about the fires. 
of the destruction of Lahaina, it does appear like a bomb and fire went on. It does appear like a bomb and fire went on. All of those buildings virtually are going to have to be rebuilt. It will be a new Lahaina in its own image, its own values. It's going to be billions of dollars. We are so coordinated with state, county, and federal support that it took less than a quarter of a day, six hours, to get the approval from the president to bring those resources in. This was, of course, a shock to see a hurricane and its winds. I think that we're seeing this for the first time in many different parts of the world. I've been contacted by several governors across the country to share their experiences in a time where global warming is combined with strengthening. So let's just go over a few of the red flags. There. Okay, so you just heard him mention all the buzzwords, right? Again, 2030 uh, agenda, uh, global warming, the whole thing. He brought it all into play, right? The governor. And six hours coordination, all kinds of money, uh, getting people evacuated, you know, the whole thing. He said, very coordinated bomb and fire went off all we will need to rebuild is billions of dollars in its own likeness and own image with its own values what does that even mean and it's so coordinated with state county and federal support that within less than six hours they got approval from the president to bring resources hurricane type winds that just happened to be the same time as the bomb like fire governors calling to share their experience so we start the press conference out with bombs and explosions then set up how we're going to get some smart cities in Hawaii, and then we end it with 2030 propaganda of global warming. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. They can't even hide it anymore, folks. It's almost like buildings have been specifically targeted with pinpoint accuracy, is this one video showing the devastation. Uh, this is why the authorities aren't letting the people of Lahaina back into, sur into survey the damage, because it doesn't look at all like wildfire damage. It looks like a bomb or DEW went off. So, you know, who knows? All right. We're going to switch gears and we're going to listen to a clip from Ted Cruz, uh, which was very, very good. And then we're going to listen to Matt Gates talk about this David Weiss, David Weiss, uh, appointment as special counsel okay this is just a, a huge cover-up this is unbelievable uh doj blockade of the oversight committee as soon as the oversight committee said and james comer said we have the evidence to bring real criminal charges against the biden crime family we have the evidence it was at that point that they got david weiss they claim he has the same power. They claim he has the same autonomy and same independence and same sovereignty to his task, to his mission. But they're giving him just, it's just a new title. Of course, we know different. Special counsels are immune to everything. So he could now work out any deal he wants. Nobody's going to question it. It's a special counsel. It, it doesn't have to adhere to the same rules. It doesn't have to disclose any of its work product. Um, so they're not going to be accountable to the House Oversight Committee is what the whole plan is, right? Let's take a listen to Ted Cruz. This, is, this was a really good exchange I listened to on the treadmill at the gym. But here we go. 
Well, this appointment is camouflage and it's cover-up. I, I, I think it's disgraceful. Listen, David Weiss was the U.S. attorney handpicked to lead this investigation who spent the last five years covering it up. David Weiss, who was personally selected by the two Democrat senators from Delaware, Tom Carper and Chris Coons, for five years, the investigation has gone nowhere other than to protect Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Not only that, David Weiss is the one that is subject to two whistleblower complaints from senior career IRS officials who came forward. They said they'd never seen an investigation like this in their entire time in law enforcement. They said that the Department of Justice, lawyers working for David Weiss, protected the Biden family, that they gave heads up to Hunter Biden before search warrants were executed, presumably so that he could hide incriminating evidence, that they refused to allow them to ask any questions at all about the big guy, about Joe Biden, that that they were focused on. You cannot inquire into President Joe Biden's personal corruption. And, And the result of all of that is that David Weiss either was an active participant in covering up this criminality and protecting Joe Biden in in engaging in obstruction of justice. That's option one. Or option two, he wasn't the driver. He was just complicit. He was so weak that he couldn't stop the partisans in Maine justice from turning it into a political effort to protect Joe Biden. Either case, He is a wildly inappropriate person to be a special counsel. We should have a special counsel, but number one, we should have a special counsel to investigate Merrick Garland for whether he lied under oath to Congress in response to questioning from me, number one, and whether he committed obstruction of justice. Those are both the allegations that came from the whistleblowers. And number two, We need a whistleblower not to go back and bury what Hunter Biden did, which is what David Weiss has been doing for five years. We need a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden and the $20 million that his family received while he was vice president. The allegation now is for official favors that he was selling. That is bribery. It's not a little gun charge on Hunter. It is bribery of the president of the United States is what these allegations are. And this special counsel, he ain't going to do anything to get to the bottom of that. Well, James Comer put out a statement. He writes this, this move by A.G. Garland is part of the Justice Department's efforts to attempt a Biden family cover-up in light of the GOP oversight's mounting evidence of President Biden's role in his family's scheme selling the brand for millions of dollars to foreign nationals. I want to go through some of these latest allegations and these new bank records with you, Senator, because you are a constitutional expert. So it begs the question, what is Congress going to do about this? Okay, who has the upper hand from your standpoint in terms of the Constitution? Is it the special counsel? David Weiss, who may very well be able to freeze all information flow to Congress, or is it the congressional uh, lawmakers and the congressional investigators who have unearthed all of this evidence? 
Well, look, it's both. Uh, And under a constitutional system, we have checks and balances. We expect the executive and the legislature to wrestle with each other. But the executive has an advantage in that it is only the executive, is only the Department of Justice that can convene a grand jury. It is only the executive that can bring an indictment. It is only the executive that can prosecute, which means as long as the Biden Department of Justice remains a partisan political apparatus, they will not prosecute Joe Biden. They will not prosecute Hunter Biden for serious offenses. They will not prosecute Merrick Garland for serious offenses. And Congress doesn't have the ability to do that. Now, Congress has its own authority, and I believe the only progress we're going to see over the next year and a half on this corruption is going to come from Congress. It's going to come from the House of Representatives, James Comer and Jim Jordan, both of whom are doing a phenomenal job. They have subpoena power. They're using it. They'll continue to use it. But, but Maria, pause and look at what the House has uncovered already. Yeah. James Comer has released bank records that show that the Biden family and their associates received over $20 million from Russia, Ukraine, and Kazakhstan while Joe Biden was vice president. That's one point that is really important not to miss. This isn't over their entire career. This is while while daddy was VP, $20 million. Any reporter who gives a flip about doing his or her job ought to be asking the president at every stage, what did your family do to earn $20 million while you were vice president during those eight years? Number two, Lots of Democrats in defending Biden, they keep using reference to influence peddling or access. That's not what these allegations are. Influence peddling and access happens a lot in Washington. There are a gazillion Washington lobbyists on K Street. That's not what the allegations are here. The allegations are that Hunter was selling official favors from daddy when he was vice president of the United States. If you look at the FD 1023, the allegation there is the oligarch who owned Burisma spent $10 million, $5 million to Joe Biden, $5 million to Hunter Biden in exchange for getting Joe Biden to fire the prosecutor who was prosecuting that corrupt oligarch. We know the second half of the quid pro quo happened. Joe Biden has admitted he got that prosecutor fired. The allegation mm-hmm. is he was bribed to do it. And, and number three, it's important to understand this. This is often discussed as, as Hunter's business dealings. This was not Hunter's business dealings. This was Joe Biden's business. Hunter has no marketable skills. No one on planet Earth would pay him $20 million to do anything. Mm-hmm. What Hunter was selling was daddy. This was Joe Biden's business shaking down, mind you, not shaking down our friends, not shaking down France or England or Italy, but shaking down corrupt oligarchs and communist China to the tune of over $20 million. Hunter was the salesman, but the product was Joe Biden's personal favors. And that is, if true, corruption at the very highest level of government. What? And it's, it's bankruptcy that they need to get them on, is what they're going to say here. Let's take a listen. Absolutely, yes. I, I have publicly called for three impeachment inquiries to proceed in the House. Number one, I believe the House should impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, for opening up our borders and creating the, creating the greatest humanitarian history disaster in our history. Number two, I believe the House should impeach Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, for being brazenly lawless, for committing 
uh, perjury and obstruction of justice. And number three, I believe the House should open an inquiry into impeaching Joe Biden. Now, to impeach Joe Biden, what needs to be demonstrated is bribery. Under the text of the Constitution, a president can be can be impeached for treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Bribery is explicitly enumerated. Now, what does it take to have bribery? Bribery is, the essence of bribery is a quid pro quo. Now, you'll remember during the first Trump impeachment, we heard that over and over and over again, quid pro quo. That is a Latin phrase that means this for that. It means compensation, usually money, in exchange for an official favor of a government office holder. Now, with respect to this quid, quid pro quo, We know the quo happened. Joe Biden on television in an interview bragged that he held hostage over a billion dollars in U.S. loan guarantees to Ukraine and forced them to fire the prosecutor that was investigating the oligarch that was paying his son a million bucks a year and allegedly had paid him and his son 10 million dollars altogether. And Joe Biden says, son of a bitch, the prosecutor got fired. He's admitted the quo. The only question for bribery is the quid. Did that oligarch pay Joe and Hunter $10 million? $5 million to Joe, $5 million to Hunter. If yes, that's bribery, and Biden should be impeached. He should be removed from office. He should be prosecuted, and he should go to jail. But, Senator, then what is going on in the Senate with your Republican colleagues? Here's what Mitch McConnell said this week. I said two years ago when we had not one but two impeachments that once we go down this path, it incentivizes the other side to do the same thing. Impeachment ought to be rare. This is not good for the country. What a moron for Mitch McConnell to say that, right? Now, here's the thing. It's like, okay, we're going to go ahead and impeach Trump for everything we can think of, even though we have no case whatsoever, just so when... When we rig the election and Joe Biden gets in and tries to overthrow our country, uh, we're not going to be able to impeach him because you got a guy like Mitch McConnell that's going to be like, whoa, no. This is why back when Trump was president and he said, do it, Mitch, go nuclear. They will. And Mitch was like, no, 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 no. You know, Harry Reid went nuclear. And so it was all about going nuclear. You know, on these uh, uh, judge appointments and things like that, well, which Harry Reid did and then paved the way for uh, a lot of justices to get nom- uh, nominated, confirmed. But, you know, the thing is, is that Go Nuclear, and I think it was on the wall and and and, uh, and a couple of other policy issues, and Mitch wouldn't do it. And Mitch is just the biggest loser all the McRhinos, really, McCarthy, uh, McDaniels over GOP, uh, RNC, and, of course, McDon- uh, Mitch McConnell. Does McConnell not understand the bribery charges? Does he not see these bank records that we have right here? Let's put those bank records up on screen because we have the bank records that House Oversight Committee lawmakers have released, indicating the $5 million to Hunter, uh, the $5 million to Joe. Uh, All of these uh, 20 shell companies where foreigners were sending millions and then eventually the money made its way into Biden family bank accounts. So what does Mitch McConnell say? Have you spoken to your colleague, Mitch McConnell? 
Look, I, I have no idea what Mitch knows or doesn't know. I will tell you there are very few people in the Senate that are following quite closely the details of what's happening here. Part of the reason is Senate Democrats want to have nothing to do with it. So we won't have a single hearing for the next two years in the Senate Judiciary Committee on any of this because the Democrats do not care. Not a single Democrat cares whether the president of the United States has received millions of dollars of bribes from foreign nationals. It doesn't matter because they put partisan politics above the rule of law. I, I will say, look, when the Democrats abused the impeachment power by, by impeaching Trump twice because they hated him, the impeachments were bogus, they, they, they were not well-grounded factually or legally. I said at the time they were setting into motion a process where impeachment becomes a weapon each side uses against the other. And I think that's a bad dynamic. All right. We will this is there. qualitatively yep. different. This is qualitatively different because the allegations here are a bribery. Bribery is specifically enumerated in the Constitution of the United States and the scope of it $20 million while he was vice president. By the way, another $8 million just a few months after he finished being vice president from communist China. We have the WhatsApp text that Hunter right. allegedly said to a senior Chinese communist official saying, I'm sitting right here next to my father. And if you don't pay me now, my father is going to punish you. Now, one of the things the IRS... And they won't release the GPS that proves that Joe Biden was sitting right next to his son. As whistleblower said, is they wanted to use GPS data to determine, well, was Joe Biden sitting next to Hunter? We wanted, is this text accurate? If Joe was next to him, that shows that Joe is part of the threat trying to extort cash from the Chinese. And according to the IRS whistleblowers, DOJ said, no, you cannot determine whether Joe was actually yeah. sitting next to Hunter Biden when Hunter said... My dad's yeah. next to me. And we know the threat worked because within yeah. weeks, over $8 million was transferred from the Chinese communist to the Biden family. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy. It's absolutely got them dead to rights. But here's what's interesting. Now, uh, Mike Turner from Ohio, congressman, he was on Face the Nation and he said this. The bank records this are right CBS. on the website of the House Oversight Committee. Mm -hmm. Over $20 million released August 9th that went to Hunter Biden, his family, and business associates that come from China, Russia. You know, as the chairman of the, Arms, yeah. as chairman of the Intelligence Committee, serving on the Armed Services Committee, this is a great concern because you have foreign individuals that are making payments to the son of the vice president, now son of the right. president. And, and obviously, they're buying something. They weren't buying his business advice. They were buying influence. Boom. That's bribery. And, you know, it wasn't Hunter. Nobody cared about Hunter. Um, so one of the things that's interesting is Gary, uh, Greg Stube, Stubey from Florida has taken a significant step against President Joe Biden by filing not just one, but four articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. Stubbe's move comes amid growing concerns and allegations against the Biden administration. Stubbe's decision to impeach Biden is rooted in claims that the president has undermined the integrity of his office, brought disrespect, disrepute, on the presidency and acted in a manner subversive to the rule of law and justice. So the articles of impeachment highlight various allegations, including abuse of power, 
obstruction of justice, fraud, and financial involvement. So let's see if the word bribery is in here, though, because Ted Cruz made a really good point about that. Claims that Hunter Biden and James Biden sold access to Joe Biden during his vice president tenure. Okay. And so far, that's not the best impeachment script there. Um, because it doesn't say bribery, it doesn't it talks about Hunter. Allegations that members of the Biden campaign colluded with DOJ officials to interfere with investigations. Well, that's obstruction, classic. Accusations that James Biden, uh, Joe Biden's brother, lured investors into business ventures based on false pretenses using access to Joe Biden as a selling point. And financial involvement in drug and prostitution allegations of the Biden's family's involvement in illegal drug transactions and prostitution between 2010 and 2019. Many argue that the Biden administration's credibility is hanging by a thread. How will this shape the narrative moving forward? Well, the impeachment inquiry is going to allow for subpoena power. It's going to give strength to the Comer Oversight Committee and the Ways and Means, Ways and Means Committee. So for all of those reasons, this is a good move. Uh, let's take a listen to... Um, Oh, this was a really quick clip by Jake Tapper. Now, what's interesting? No, this isn't. This is not Jake Tapper. This is uh, concerns for you. Right here. You know the money from you. We saw oh no. Okay, so this is interesting. This is Jamie Raskin, uber liberal, uber liberal, right? And look what he says at the end of this. Watch, it's it's um, pretty amazing. He's concerned. The Democrats are starting to turn on Joe Biden. Is what I'm saying. Uh, Joe Biden at one point say uh, that, that Hunter Biden had no dealings, got no money from China. We now see from Hunter's own uh, words that that's not true. Uh, did, 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 are, are, does any of this raise concerns for you? You know, the money from Ukraine, the money from China, uh, the money from Russia. D- d- does any of this? This is ABC. Well, this no. week. Look, whether or not it's criminal, whether or not it warrants special counsel status. Are you concerned by the, about this stuff? I, here's what I'm concerned about. Um, during the Trump administration, we saw the development of a completely new public philosophy, which is that government is not an instrument of the common good and the public interest. Government is an instrument for private self-enrichment, for the guy who gets in, for his family, for his private businesses. And that's a model that we're seeing all over the world. We saw... Yeah, we're seeing it all over the world because the Klaus Schwab's penetrating the cabinets and they're owned and controlled by uh, corporations like BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street. And they're pushing their DEI and ESG agendas and climate initiatives and pandemic initiatives and and the CBDCs. So, I mean, yes, of course, what just Jamie Raskin just said a mouthful and maybe he didn't even know it. It's kind of interesting to hear that coming from a guy like Jamie Raskin. Uber liberal. I mean, way off the deep end. So here's Jake Tapper. Maybe the whistleblowers were right on CNN. I believe a lot of questions being raised by the Republicans have merit. Wow. One of the reasons to make him a special counsel, supposedly, is so that he has the ability to charge in other venues outside Delaware. 
But I believe he had previously argued publicly that he had the right to do whatever he wanted. And then the whistleblowers said, well, behind the scenes, Weiss was complaining he couldn't do that. He wasn't able to do that. And the Justice Department and Weiss denied what the whistleblowers were saying. But this move makes it seem as though, well, maybe the whistleblowers were right. Maybe what they were alleging is true, and he didn't have the ability to charge wherever he wanted to charge, and now he does. So I, I do have a lot of questions about that, and I do think some of the political uh, questions being raised by Republicans uh, have merit. That's a pretty bold thing coming out of CNN like that. But here's the interesting thing about this special counsel, David Weiss. He was actually, I think, appointed by Trump. And I don't think he's necessarily, I, I don't know what to make of it, because a lot of the things he's already done have not been great. I mean, if you listen to uh, Matt Gates talk about this uh, and uh, James Comer, they're not happy about it. But let's take a listen to this. Okay, right here. This investigation to investigate Hunter with respect to Congress from being able to... Uh uh, will this restrict Congress from, from being able to investigate Hunter the way that uh, they should and get the required documents that you, that you need to get? Well, that is precisely the purpose. The game you are watching is not the game that is actually being played. Mm. The Biden Justice Department would want you to believe that the appointment of someone from inside the Biden Justice Department in violation of law, as you pointed out, is somehow a basis to move the ball forward on investigating the Bidens. The reality is they are going to use this to try to cloak all of the activities, not only of the Bidens, but of the Justice Department itself in this ongoing investigation uh, type of exemption from congressional oversight. So here is the only question for my House Republicans. Will we continue to acknowledge this claim that the Department of Justice makes that anything upon which there's an ongoing investigation, we just have to surrender our oversight function? You know, last time I checked, Congress was organized under Article I of the Constitution, and we have an Article I obligation to do that oversight, and we should not subjugate that to the Article II powers that the Department of Justice is acting on. So because they've changed their tactics, we have to change ours, and that's precisely how to do it. All right, so there you go. There are ways to get around this, and the, the, also the evidence is going to be so overwhelming. They already have their hands on a gold mine, and um, hopefully they can get access to the Burisma uh, CEO, the oligarch that runs Burisma, and get some audio tape but uh, from some recordings. But here's the thing about David Weiss. It could very well be, I mean, this would be a shock, a shocker. I think it would be a surprise if David Weiss were to basically look at it and say, you know what, wake up one day with a conscience, like Jerry Maguire writing his mission statement, right? And just all of a sudden grew a conscience, Right? and decides that he is going to do the right thing. The fact that he's a special counsel, given license to investigate Hunter and Joe Biden, he has a lot of, you know, independence that if Merrick Garland were to try to get involved, he could stand up and complain and say, Merrick Garland is trying to shut me down because he's already got this special counsel status. If, if he were to go rogue, wake up with a conscience, go rogue, and do the right thing, he could be the hero of all heroes. Because at some point, our country 
is in jeopardy with all of the corruption and the two standards of justice. And if you were to bring justice back to the Democrats who deserve justice more than the, even the conservatives, but all we're looking for is equal justice under the law. The Democrats don't want it that way. For once, if we just had equal justice, wouldn't that be great? And maybe he wakes up with a conscience one day, and because he's special counsel, he's almost untouchable, and he has like all kinds of power. Wouldn't that be great? Well, let's listen to James Comer talk about this. Well, I mean, how ironic. The day after I announced that we have put together a case that I believe will win in court to subpoena Joe Biden's bank records, lo and behold, uh, Merrick Garland strikes again, and he strikes with a with a move that I don't think anyone would have predicted. He appoints a special counsel, but not just any special counsel, the same U.S. attorney who had spent five years investigating Hunter Biden, who allowed the statute of limitations to expire on most of his tax crimes, who tried to negotiate a sweetheart plea deal that a judge kicked out of court less than two weeks ago. This is the person Merrick Garland appointed. This is another example of this Department of Justice uh, being weaponized, trying to do everything in their ability to obstruct congressional investigation. But it's not going to interrupt our investigation. We're going to continue to move forward and do what we've been doing over the last six months. And that's finding new evidence and presenting the truth to the American people. Uh, Chairman, did it blow you away as much as it blew me away when, when Merrick Garland stood in front of the American people and said, well, this, this, this prosecutor said he wanted to be the special counsel. So I named him the special counsel. I mean, what a joke. What a joke. I mean, I about fainted when I got a text. I was in Princeton, Kentucky when I got the text. I mean, th- this is a an attorney general who has lost the confidence of the American people. He has done more to damage our justice system than any human being in recent memory. And here we on the Oversight Committee, for all practical purposes, have been the special counsel for the past six months. We've produced more evidence than anyone uh, that's supposedly investigating this criminal activity by the Biden family. And right as we get to the point to where we've traced it to Joe Biden and we're at a position where we can win in court to fight their attorneys and get their actual personal bank records, he comes out with this. This is another attempt to try to obstruct. They're going to try to use this in court when they say, no, we can't give the Oversight Committee our bank records because there's an ongoing investigation by David White. How obvious. They don't care. They no. don't. You know what it is, Congress? I hate to do this. because it, It's the middle finger to the American people. It's it literally is. going, it I don't care what you think of what I'm about to do, but here it is. And they're giving it to us. They think the American people are stupid. Uh, they think that the American people aren't paying attention to this because the mainstream media is not reporting it. But uh, Rasmussen poll just came out and showed 63 percent of Americans are keeping up with this investigation, and they believe that uh, something bad has happened with the Biden family. That's pretty amazing, considering that none of the mainstream media is covering this. Thankfully, people have social media and people have other uh, sources of news like podcasts and things like that. Every American who works hard and pays taxes understands this. The Bidens took $21 million from our enemies around the world. They tried to hide it through fake companies. They didn't pay a penny of taxes on it. They marketed Joe Biden as uh, being able to sell 
access and influence to some bad people in some bad countries around the world. And the president of the United States wants to say, well, he just talked to him about the weather. I mean, nobody's buying that. And this move by Merrick Garland puts an exclamation point on the fact that uh, this government is trying to cover up what I think is the biggest political scandal of my lifetime. I, I so many questions. You know, one of the things you, you released on Wednesday, I asked Trump about it. I had an interview with Trump. He couldn't believe it either. The $142,300 that I, I guess a Kazakhstani oligarch or someone sent, uh, to, sent to Archer and, and Hunter. And the very next day, these clowns, these fools sent it to a, a, a car company, a, a sports car company to buy a sports car. You know, here's my question, though, uh, Chairman. If I do a, a wire transfer for $10,000, I have to fill out a form. I have to let the government know. How are uh, these guys transferring millions of dollars without the banks at least raising some red flags? That's the thing. The banks did raise red flags. The banks have sent the Treasury Cabinet over 170 suspicious activity mm. reports on bank violations by the Bidens. And, you know, they waited the 24 hours to take that uh, $142,000 wire and then buy the car with it because you have to sit money in the bank for 24 hours. I can't tell you how many wires went from foreign nationals to their shell companies, and then they had to sit them there for 24 hours. Then exactly 24 hours and one minute later, they would wire it to either another shell company or another Biden family member. That's called money laundering. That's called money laundering. You do money laundering for two reasons. You do it to hide the source of the revenue, which the source were foreign nationals in countries that we weren't even supposed to be doing business with as Americans to begin with from bad people who are now either in jail or on, on the run from jail. And the second reason is to deceive the IRS so you don't have to pay taxes on it. Every hardworking American who has to pay 40% of their hard-earned income to the IRS for taxes should be offended that not only did our president's family sell our country out mm -hmm. to our enemies around the world, they didn't pay a penny of taxes on it. And they're driving around in Porsches when everyone else is struggling uh, trying to keep gas in their car uh, for an old used fucker. I mean, this is how uh, how arrogant Merrick Garland and Joe Biden are to do something like this. But I want people to be assured that we're not going to stop with the Oversight Committee. This is another wrench they've tried to throw in our investigation. But we are continuing on about a, a biweekly basis, uh, releasing more information, more evidence of corruption, more proof that Joe Biden was front and center in this influence peddling scheme, and that should concern every American. Well, we appreciate it. And I'm glad you're doing it. I hope you come back on and tell us what, what each time you release these tranches of information right. we, we want to hear. I'm also glad you're not giving up, and I'm hoping no. this unites the GOP finally. Yeah, he's not giving up. And, uh, you know, here's the thing. We're out of time now, but, uh, you know, uh, tomorrow we're going to be covering election fraud again and uh, getting to the crimes uh, in Philadelphia and elsewhere. And we're going to be doing a little bit of deep state analysis and some uh, debunk uh, some of the things related to ivermectin and and the the, the post pandemic uh, charade. So we're going to get to all that tomorrow. Um, so stay tuned for that. Be sure to check out magapac.org. Find out how we're advancing America first policies to make America great again. It helps keep this show commercial free. So make a donation if you can. Also use Red State over at mypillow.com. And with that, we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>